All right, a couple weeks ago, I had a dream, and the dream actually happened at the service, and we shared about it that day. But I want to share with you the whole picture of the dream and what God has been speaking to me. So in my dream, so this happened Sunday morning. In my dream, we couldn't get the sound to work at a church service. And the, all the chairs were full. It was completely full. And Stacy and Scott and, and, and I think Donna was, they were all trying to figure it out. Everybody was trying to figure out what's wrong with the sound. And I'm just, I'm just there and I'm seeing people come in and people sitting. And John Arnott was sitting in the audience. And I actually saw Jeremy Camp walk in with his brother. Now, I don't even know if he has a brother, but he walked in. Um, and sat down. So they were there not for to be ministering, but they were there to receive. And I knew that. And we just waited. We're waiting, and it was like taking forever. And basically, I was getting anxious. And I did notice a few people start to kind of trickle out because the wait was really long felt like a whole day or more. But then I woke up before I saw anything happen. So I knew God was up to something. And he, he always, when I, when I get a dream on a Sunday morning, I, I get excited because I know he's going to do something this morning. And he always does. So... Um, and then I, after I woke up, I, I actually went to, to open my phone, and I said to the Lord before I opened it to put my music in my ears because I always like to have worship music going on first thing in the morning. And I, when I went to do that on the phone, I said to the Lord, all right, if, if that dream is for this morning, you know, Lord, you could do something, right? Like make it a song about waiting because waiting was the theme. But actually, when I opened it up, it was a Jeremy Camp song. <laughs> like, wow, okay, Lord. All right, all right, you're speaking loud to me here. So it was about waiting. And I honestly don't remember what God did. That was like a month ago, I think, maybe three or four weeks ago. And I um, actually painted this that, that day. So I'm going to just put that here because that's the word, okay? Wait. And that was the theme. And the names John and Jeremy, actually both of them mean kind of favored by God or esteemed by God. They both mean that. So Jeremy Camp. So we were the favored ones of God were camping in the waiting. They were camping in the waiting. You know, for most of us, that word wait is, is a little bit like it's not, I don't know, we don't think good things when we think we have to wait, right? It's kind of like standing in line at the DMV or something. Um, <laughs> or it, it makes us think about the things that we're wanting or we're longing for, promises that we haven't had, and so we're like still waiting, right? But a couple years ago, God showed me what that word means, 
And this dream reminded me to go back and look. And honestly, when I went, because I have a lot of journals, and I literally went to open a journal to find it. And I was thinking, oh, it's going to take me forever to find this. It was literally the first journal opened right op open to it to where I talked about what he said to me about waiting. So he's being loud. <laughs> so there's a lot, um, a lot of waiting scriptures. A lot, a lot, a lot of waiting scriptures. Let me read a couple or a few. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's Isaiah 40, 31. For the evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Let's take it, guys. Psalm 37, 9. Therefore, return to your God, hold fast to love and mercy, to righteousness and justice, and wait expectantly for your God continually, Hosea 12, 6. So here's what the word means, at least one of the many, many meanings of wait. The word, um, for those three scriptures, it's kavah, Q-A-V-A-H, the Hebrew word, and it means to wait for, expect, look eagerly, tarry, gather together, and hope for. But the prime word, the prime root meaning, means to bind together by twisting or stretching, like the tension of a cord that endures. So it's like the strand of, of a rope that is twisted to other strands and is strong under tension or pressure. <laughs> and there's some other ones that mean like to guard or to hedge about like a watchman. You could spend a lot of time studying the word. And I encourage you to do that. But just remember there's this picture of binding to something and expecting. And the Passion Translation likes to use the word fasten a lot. If you read the Passion, fashion, fasten yourself to Jesus and eagerly hope and wait and look for. So what did Jesus tell us to wait for? The Holy Spirit, right? In Acts 1, 4 through 5, Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about, the gift the Father has promised. For John baptized in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's Acts 1, 4 through 5. And this wait in this, in Greek here, is the word perimeno, which basically means stick around. <laughs> Stick around for a minute. Just wait. Stick around. Um, and again, there's a root for that one, and it's to stay in a given place, a given state, relation, or expectancy. To abide, dwell, endure, be present, remain, stand, tarry. So there's a position God wants us to get into. 
And I said at the beginning of the year that the word this year was expectancy. And that God was going to teach us. He's going to start waking us up in the morning and teach us how to wake up with expectancy of being in the kingdom and, and coming from the kingdom, walking from the kingdom, not just, you know, like moments, but all day long, expecting for the spirit to move. But here's the key. In, in order to walk as you are in the kingdom, you have to walk in the spirit. And in order to walk in the spirit, you have to <laughs> believe you have the spirit. That's the key. You have to believe you have the spirit. What I didn't realize, that after years and years of waiting for the spirit, waiting for revival, waiting for him to move, waiting, waiting, and waiting, you know, with that mindset of waiting, I was starting to let a little lie creep in that I didn't necessarily have him the spirit, you know. Does anybody else have that going on? Maybe I got a little drop there back then. A little drop. But, you know, I need this other thing to happen in order for me to operate like one of those crazy radical real Christians, right? I just I just got to drop. I okay, I'm waiting for more cuz I don't have enough. I'm not enough. I need more. And so it's like the more that went on, the more it's sort of like this little lie came in, you know, into my heart. And I've been in churches for years who, like, we, we're really good at, like, waiting for your revival, Lord. We're waiting. We're waiting. We want it. We want it, you know, and just putting it, like, far away at a distance putting him it's just this subtle thing that happens and or you know the speaker comes then God comes we have a special person that comes then he comes okay so then we can expect something to happen in that moment but we ourselves in our little our little our little sheep, sheepishness, our little dumb sheep thing that he told us we have. <laughs> you know, we s I struggle, right? And things do happen, and God does show up in those times, but they're also it starts to feel like this kind of striving and working thing again for the spirit. Um, and I didn't know I was kind of in that. Somehow, you know, I could prophesy. I was having all the kinds of dreams, crazy encounters all these years, but I'm still like, oh, I need you, Lord. I need more of you. Like, you're not, you're not here or whatever. So it's kind of back to that, like, I'm not worthy or I'm a less than or, you know, thing. And then I live with Stacy. Gosh, 
Now, I'm so, so, super, super, super blessed. So he's the best husband in the, in the world, honestly. I'm so, he's amazing. But Stacy, Stacy had this radical, amazing, crazy encounter that I witnessed where he just literally, it was obvious the Holy Spirit was on him and he was going nuts. And, and I've seen him do that more than once. And it became, it's like a story we're always pointing to when we, when we got the Spirit. I'm one with them, so, you know, I'm like, well, maybe it trickled on me a little bit. <laughs> got a little trickle. And it's, it's, a, it's a story, it's in Randy Clark's book. It's, what is the book called? I don't know. There is more is what it's called. So it's even in a book. It's a really big deal, you know. <laughs> He's got the thing, you know. I didn't really get the thing, you know. Did I? I got a little, I think. You know, th like crazy, stupid thoughts, right? I'm also a girl, you know. So most of the radicals are men, you know most of them. I know there's some women here and there, but just a just a girl, just a homeschool mom. I'm you know, I'm I'm a dumb sheep. <laughs> I didn't go to college, you know. I'm a very simple person. I'm scared of people. <laughs> people scare me. I don't want to talk to them when I go out, you know. Don't talk to me please and I have to talk to you. Please just don't talk to me. That's literally how I am. When and Stacy's over there talking to everybody, everybody. So this is me, and I'm telling you all this. I'm confessing all of this because I'm hoping <laughs> I'm not the only one. Um, that the enemy is also doing to this to some of you. So I'm I'm confessing my sins. But that's all they are. It's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of lies. It's just a bunch of lies. And trying to put a wall between me and a constant daily, constant every day, every moment encounter with the Holy Spirit. And so if you believe, you will receive everything you ask for in prayer, right? I, I that's one of my favorite scriptures. I say it all the time. How can you receive the Holy Spirit if you don't believe? You have the Holy Spirit. If you believe you have less than, what are you going to have? You're going to have less than. In the same way that I, I believe Jesus paid for my sins, I also have to believe that I have the Holy Spirit, that I don't have to earn it. See, when I, I got saved in 97, and then 2001 is when I got the baptism of the Spirit. And that came with speaking in tongues. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I was... Literally, my eyes, I, the colors of the sky were brighter, and the grass was greener. And it was like, whoa, I knew, you know? It's like, wow, you're really here. 
right here with me, you know. It was a powerful moment. It wasn't like a crazy radical thing like Stacy did, but it was a moment. But just as, you know, so so that happened in 2001 in Australia, and then it took me until, I don't know, 2011 or 12 to understand the gospel. I spent all those years just striving, just striving and trying to get myself saved all the time, like every, I'm, I need to be saved again. You know, so I did that for a long time, and I was in this work-striving mentality, and then God showed me the truth that I was already, he already paid for my sins. But it took me many years to walk that out, many years to, like, every day, okay, I'm free every day. I, his righteousness is my righteousness. I had to change my mindset. And in the same way, what God is showing me, in the same way, we need to do that with working out our salvation. We also need to do that with understanding how much we have the Spirit. You know? It's, it's like we need to believe it so that we're not just walking around like, an empty vet feeling like an empty vessel, thinking we're an empty vessel, thinking we need to, oh, well, I just got to go get filled up first before I can give out, you know? We need to believe we have his spirit, that our spirit and his spirit are bound together, that we are literally bound to him and we are one with him. So it's my belief system that was stopping me from receiving the fullness. And sure, you know, I have moments where I like get all crazy and wild and I'm not thinking and I just like operate in the spirit and it's like, whoa, who is that? Where'd that come from? But that's not like day to day, you know, that's just sometimes I need to do it. I want it to be all the time. So John 8 47 says, if you really knew God, you would listen, receive, and respond with faith to his words. So we talked about this at the ladies' group. Just how, uh, this is the Passion Translation. It's just the most important thing. Listen, receive, and respond. So, to hear God is so important, right? S and, and to receive him and to hear what he says and receive him and then respond. How can we do this if we're struggling to believe that we've got him? How can we do it? How can you hear someone you don't actually believe is really there for you? How? Or if you're thinking you just have a smidge, just a little smidge of him, just a little drop, then does that mean he's only going to show up a little bit, right? With other people like Stacy, he's just going to show up a lot because, you know, he had that thing that happened. 
and I didn't. Like this is, it's like really big in, in our hearts. We don't, we don't think about it. This is something I thought about. It was something the Holy Spirit had to show me that, you know, my mind was getting in the way. And I didn't, you know, I don't, we don't need an obvious encounter in order to believe. It's when we believe that we will get an endless abundance of encounters. It's the other way around. So, you know, I've had, I've had moments, and God's been kind of reminding me of all these moments, because the other thing I do is I compartmentalize God. I, it's like, me and the Father, you know, we're great. I got the Father, I've had all these things with Daddy. He's my dad. You know, I can, like, close my eyes, and I literally have a place where I'm with him, and and I hang out with him, and whenever I need something, I'm like the Father. And Jesus, you know, I'm married to him. He, like, we got married this, you know, he married me. I'm his bride. And so I just kind of, like, put him <laughs> in these little boxes, you know. And so then, it's like, oh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, what do you look like? <laughs> Can I get, I'm trying to see you. I'm trying to see you, God. But I did see him. I did. I asked him. And he's, he's the burning one. He's the burning man. And he's in us. So now I see him like a burning man. But it's that, like, thinking that's got me, you know, not believing or, like, brought this unbelief in me instead of just, oh, my goodness, look at all the things he's done. And so he's reminded me a lot of these moments that I've had where um, my hand actually goes crazy. Like it just sort of gets really heavy. I'm feeling it right now. It gets really heavy, and I, I know, okay, it's time for something to happen. And, it, and that started when we were in Bosnia. I started having this thing with my hand very strange feeling. I've also had where I couldn't move from the bottom of my feet up to my here, basically, like I was standing in water and I was stuck. And all these crazy things that have happened, it's been, you know, many, many things. So God's been reminding me, and I've been just waking up remembering, okay, here you are. I have you. I fully have you. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's shifting my mind. My mind's been shifting. And I want everybody's mind to shift because that's what he wants to do for us. He wants us to know we are literally walking tabernacles of God, you know. We need to believe it. We need to believe that he's in us, that he's, he's right here with us. So back to the waiting. Fasten yourself. Bind yourself to wait expectantly. So this word wait, this is also like what needs to change, right? When we're thinking about wait, let's not 
wait for the Lord. Let's wait with the Lord. So I know we wait for the Lord, but when we say it that way and we read it that way, it feels like he's like way out there, right? Wait for him like, oh, we got it. He's not coming or I don't know if he's going to come. Maybe he'll come. There's like this thing that happens with that whole mindset instead of I'm waiting with him. I'm waiting with him. He's not a distant cousin that's going to, you know, visit us sometimes. That's not who he is. <laughs> He's with us all the time. We wait with him for his promises to come up and out of us. We're waiting with him. It's like a child waits for Christmas. You know? A child that grows up with Christmas in their life every year, they are excited. They know Christmas is coming. They know it's coming every December 25th. They, they talk about it all the time. They're excited about it. They are annoyingly exciting about it. About it. They drive you crazy if you're a parent with a child waiting for Christmas. Um, they make lists. They don't doubt it's coming, you know? They don't. They know it's coming. They know, they know, they know it's coming. And they prepare for it, right? I know the kids don't always get everything they want. That's, that's not what I'm, that's not my point. But it's about the position they're in. They're standing in a position of expectancy. And that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to stand and ex expect that we know 100%, 100% that those promises that he, he put in that word, we know they're going to come. We're going to stand and we're going to expect it like a child waiting for Christmas. Our hearts are fully sure. Our hearts are settled that we know that day's coming and it will arrive. This is what this is what waiting is all about. It's not a passive waiting, right? It's not, it's not like, I don't know. I can't think of what it's not like. But it's, it is like waiting, like a farmer waits, right? Like a farmer waits, like a farmer puts a seed in the ground. And the waiting isn't just the farmer sits in his house and doesn't do anything, right? A farmer goes out, waters it, waters the seeds. When it starts to come up, he cares for those. He might tra train something to go a certain way. Um, he's weeding when the weeds come. And, but it's all, it's all about he's expecting the, that seed to come up. He knows it's coming. He's expecting the harvest to come. So there's work in the waiting. It's not just a passive thing. It's also like a pregnant woman, right? When you're when a woman's pregnant, she knows that child's coming, that day's coming, and she prepares. She takes care of herself. Um, she knows that this is no matter what, she can't do anything about it. <laughs> Once it's there, it's like, oh my gosh, it's growing. Here it comes, you know. When you understand that 
we don't wait for him, we wait for, I mean, we don't wait for him, we wait with him. When you get that, you're going to ask different questions, too. You know, it's not, where are you, God? Are you here? It's, what should I, what do you want me to plant, Lord? What should I, what should I plant? Where should I focus my attention right now? Where should I water, Lord? It's, it changes your perspective. He wants to help us. He wants to do that for us. He wants to, you know, I think of, of my kids and, and their dad, you know, like they, he lives in the house with them. They're not wondering if he's ever going to be there or do anything. They're waiting for him to tell them something. Hey, you guys want to do this or that or Wash, come wash the dishes. They're waiting, expecting, like, Dad's here. What are we doing? He does a lot in the house. He does a lot outside the house. Are we going to work? Are we going to play? Are we going to sit? Like, they're waiting. They're always waiting. So we, so we bind our, our hearts to his, and we fasten our thoughts on his words, his truths, and we expect them to come up and out of us. They're just seeds that need watering. Psalm 25.3, none of those that wait for you will be ashamed. The Passion Translation says it this way, for how can anyone be disgraced when he has entwined his heart with yours? Psalm 37.34, so don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Keep moving forward steadily in his ways, and he will exalt you at the right time. And when he does, you will possess every promise, every promise, every promise. Say that. I will possess every promise, including your full inheritance. You'll watch with your own eyes and see the wicked lose everything. We want to see that, don't we? And as it says in Psalm 40, verse 1, this is, the, this is, Hillary was playing this song this morning. When you wait patiently with the Lord, he turns towards you. He hears you. He brings you out of the pit. He brings you out of the miry clay. He will set your feet upon the rock. He will establish and steady your path. And he will put a new song in your mouth. And I'm going to finish with this verse, and then I want to do some activation. We've got the communion. The Lord is still waiting to show his favor to you so he can show you his marvelous love. He waits to be gracious to you. Isn't that fun? Like, turn it around as we wait for him. And we expect he waits for us and he expects to. He waits to be gracious to you. He sits on his throne ready to show mercy to you. For Yahweh is the Lord of justice, faithful to keep his promises. Overwhelmed with bliss are all who will entwine their hearts in him waiting for him to help them. <laughs>
That is Isaiah 30, verse 18 in the Passion. We're going to be overwhelmed with bliss, guys. And we're going to change our position. I'm changing my position. And I am expecting something every day, every day.